uh, well, we would have to look. I think show business also includes, it's included on that list. <laughs> we have to study each case, not just a belly dancer. the answer. A, like if <laughs> I want to become a belly dancer. If you can call it the art of show business, maybe. Okay. Maybe you can qualify. Olá e bem-vindo. Portugal, the simple life. An insider's perspective to Portugal. If your plans to have a property abroad include delicious food, a fantastic climate, friendly people, and lots of things to see and do, then Portugal is definitely the right place to be. Dylan, who has made his life in Portugal, shares an insider's perspective of living in Portugal and a glimpse of the marvelous lifestyle that has captivated foreigners from all over the world. Join his weekly podcast where along with his guests they shine some light on the various aspects of investing and owning a property in Portugal. This podcast is sponsored by Portugal Realty. Welcome to The Simple Life. This week I'm joined by Sofia from Portugal Accounting. We discuss amongst other things the tax and fiscal benefits of living, retiring and buying property in Portugal. So here we are, episode three of Portugal, The Simple Life. I'm here with Sofia. Sofia, hello and thanks so much for joining us. Hello, you're welcome. Just for our listeners to understand, we are uh, in the middle of coronavirus, so we are doing this interview by, by Zoom. Uh, usually we would much prefer, much prefer to do things in person, but um, Zoom will have to work for now. Sophia, uh, one of the things that I like to do at the beginning of our episode is pretend that we're in an elevator. We've got three floors to reach the bottom. Tell us about yourself. Okay, so here it goes. Uh, my name is Fia, a Portuguese person, of course. <laughs> Born and raised in a little village close to Leiria. I'm an accountant. Uh, and what else do you want to know? Have okay. we reached the bottom? <laughs> Ding! We're at the bottom. No. Great. Uh, tell me about your, your where, 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 what is the name of your, your village that you live in? Okay, so I live in a small village close to Leiria called Maceira. Maceira. Maceira, yes. Okay, now I've, one of the things I've learned while living here in Portugal is that every village is famous for something. So oh, what, yes. So what is Maceira <laughs> famous for? Okay, so not the best thing, but <laughs> we have a cement factory that's famous all over the country. So everyone will know where Maceira is. Because cement comes out of here. <laughs> it's an old thing, like, I don't is know. It for special, more than... Is it special cement? Uh, it's the famous one, you know, the first brands. So I don't know how long this exists, but for many, many years. Okay. So that's how the town grew around the factory. So that's what we're famous for, okay. cement. <laughs> and tell me a little bit about your work. Who do you work for and, and what do you do there? I work in an accountant office in Alfezerão since 2014 now. Uh, so I do accounting. 
I work mostly with foreign, foreign clients. Uh, okay, and what's the name of the company? Portugal Accounting. And uh, where are your clients from? Uh, I have clients from many countries, mainly Belgium, South Africa, uh, Sweden, France, England, Ireland. Most of my clients are clients that invested or want to invest in Portugal, in property. Uh, and that's when they look for me. Usually they buy property then to rent it for holidays, most of them. Others don't, just need the fiscal representative in Portugal to take care of their business. But it's all around property mainly. Okay, so you do all the boring stuff afterwards. <laughs> you say it's boring, but yes, that's my job. <laughs> I noticed on, I, I was having a look at the Portugal accounting website the other day and I, and I noticed that you had posted a couple of blogs, which I found really, really interesting. And uh, I'd, I'd like to talk about some of those. Uh, one of the blogs that you, you published was about Brexit. Um, yes. So we're in a moment now where everybody's talking about the C word. But before coronavirus, everybody was talking about the B the word. The B word. <laughs> Brexit. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the article and, and let's just discuss that. Okay. So... Uh... For Portuguese purposes, for the te Portuguese tax department, with Brexit, uh, people from the UK that own property in Portugal were considered EU residents. So they were the equivalent to any EU resident. So they could just have a Portuguese tax number and that was it. They could keep their, whatever their official address was here in Portugal, either if it was Portugal or the UK. Now, with Brexit, they will be considered non-EU residents. So, by law, they are forced to have a Portuguese tax representative, meaning someone in Portugal responsible for their tax affairs. First of all, who can be a tax representative? If the client only owns property in Portugal that they use privately and they do nothing else with the property, any Portuguese resident can be a representative. But if they are the kind of client that rents property, that either for holidays or for living purposes, they need a tax representative that it's, that it's someone that is regis registered for activity in Portugal. Registered for tax activity or yes, financial exactly. activity. Yes. So that would be who? Uh, an accountant, a lawyer, people like that. Yes, exactly. Someone like that. Yes. Does a person that's, that was previously here when Brexit changed, does that, do they have to now do something different to what they did before on a practical level? Okay. If it's a British, British citizen that has mm. a Portuguese address as, an, as his official address, mm. meaning he lives in Portugal permanently, doesn't change anything. It changes for those who have a Portuguese tax number and don't live here full time. They just, earn, they just own property here. It's okay. for those that the big change happens. Those will need a tax representative because from now on, they are uh, the equivalent to a non-EU resident. So another option for them is to become residents in exactly. Portugal. Yes, if they become residents, they don't need a tax representative. But for, but for somebody who has a, a second home, they only visit it twice a year, they rent it out the rest of the time, they need 
a tax representative. Yes, exactly. What about uh, a, a British person that signs up for non-habitual residency, the, the, the tax regime? Uh, uh, a person that gets approved the non-habitual resident regime is the equivalent to a resident. So okay. in, the, in that case, they wouldn't need a tax representative because they are residents for tax purposes. That takes us into the NHR, um, <laughs> the NHR thing perfectly. You also put another blog about NHR. Start off with people that retire. Um, what are the benefits for somebody from outside of Portugal that retires here? Okay, so... Uh, if you have the non-habitual resident regime approved for you and you are retired, means with the non-habitual resident regime, you are becoming a resident in Portugal, therefore you have to submit your tax here. The big advantage is that the tax rate for that income is a fixed tax rate of 10% which is a very good tax because regular Portuguese taxes uh, go from 14.5% up to 48%. As the income goes up, the tax rate goes up. Uh, retired people, pensions are taxed at the fixed rate of 10%, no matter what the income is. So it could be very high and still pay 10%. For how long do they pay that? Okay, this regime is valid for 10 years and it's not renewable. Okay, so for 10 years, they're earning a pension. They make their tax address Portugal. Yes. Correct. Okay, yes, is that a correct. physical address that they have to prove that they live there? To prove, it's a way of saying, meaning to apply, you need to have a Portuguese, Portuguese residency certificate. It's something that you can get at the municipality of where your home belongs to. But for that, you need to have either a property in Portugal or a rental contract in your name. Can I own a plot of land with a, with a, with a shack on it and that, that counts as a property? Or does it have to be a property that, that is classified as a, a lived-in property? Yes, yes. It's a property where you can live. It has to be registered and licensed and all of that. So it has Not, to have a habitation license. Yes, yes, it does. So like there was a field, I saw a field once where the only thing there was this little wooden shed with a toilet. That doesn't count? I don't think that's enough, no. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's a property. <laughs> you could live there, but I don't think the municipality will accept it. <laughs> okay. Um, that's fine. Let's be serious. So it has to be a property that's finished and that has a habitation license classified as a home that can be lived in. Exactly, that's it. Okay, so we've established they've got their residence, they've got their tax address in a physical address here in Portugal, um, and then they only pay 10% on their pension income for 10 years. Exactly, that's okay. it. That's the big advantage for pensions. Okay, they pay nothing in the country that they're from. No. This is, a, this is applied for countries with whom Portugal has a, how do you say, uh, non, uh, dub, uh, to avoid double taxation treaty. I think if you say it like this, in Portuguese, is Convenção para Evitar a Dupla Tributação. If there are this treat with the other country, the people that live in that country that want to move to Portugal have the right to be taxed at that special rate of 10%. Which countries qualify for this uh, NHR? Okay, so I don't know the list by heart. No, but just the ones that <laughs> you, you know. You can Google which... it and you'll find it. But for example, France, 
Italy, Belgium, okay, Germany, anybody, Sweden. Anybody in, the anybody in the Schengen would qualify? Yes, yes, okay. but much more than that. Brazilian, yes. uh, USA, Canada. In Africa, you also have most countries. So nowadays, South Africa. almost... Yes, South Africa also, yes. We don't need any so. more South Africans here. There's enough. <laughs> No, they can come. We have room. Shut, no. down, <laughs> shut down the border. It's enough now. Well, they actually have shut well, down the borders. Exactly. So now, now they can come, maybe later. Okay. Okay. So most countries um, will qualify for this. And that what that would mean is that they are only paying 10% on their pension here in Portugal, and they're paying zero on their pension in their home country. Exactly. Because effectively, Portugal's become their home country. In this yes, exactly. Scenario. And that's why you have to declare your income here because you have to declare your income where your official address is. And in this case would be Portugal. Now, that's quite a big saving because I do know in some countries they're almost paying half. They're almost paying 50% on their pension income. So, I mean, 10% for 10 years is a considerable saving. Yes, this is a very good rate. Because imagine if you're a regular resident in Portugal, like me and you, our tax rates are those that I mentioned before, between 14.5% up to 48%. So you could easily pay 48% of tax over your income. And they will pay only 10, no matter what the amount is. So it could be a huge amount and still only pay 10%. While if they were a regular resident, they would pay the 48%. So it's a big saving. I shouldn't have become a Portuguese citizen. I should have just remained a foreigner and retired here. Well, maybe you can live five years in another country now and then come back. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> do that. No, no. Okay. Why is the Portuguese government being so nice to foreigners? <laughs> well, of course, mainly is to attract the investment. That's mm -hmm. what we want. That's what Portugal is looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because these people will pay less tax, but they will invest in Portugal. They will buy property. They will pay their their expenses here, of course, meaning they will spend their money in Portugal. Of course, it's not just benefit for them; it's also benefit for Portuguese people. More people eating at our restaurants and, and Exa supporting exactly. local businesses. And things exactly. Like that. That's it. Okay. Yes. After the ten-year period, they then can decide to stay here continue to have their tax address in Portugal and they'll pay between 14 and 48% depending on their income or they can return back, they can return their tax address to their home country. Yes, that's okay. correct. Practically, Sophia, how does a person get themselves set up for NHR? Okay, first step to have an address either to buy a property, to build a, build a property, or a rental contract. After having the address, the livable address, if you say it like this, then they have to apply for the residency certificate at the municipality. With that, update the address at the tax department, and then uh, the next step is make the request. Usually, if everything is okay, in a week or so, everything will be set up. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a British person who's just retired. I'm sitting in the UK and I want to do this. I've, I've bought my property and I've got my habitation license or I've built something, my house is finished, I've got my habitation license or I've got my rental contract for three years. Um, 
Do I do this online? The first step, no. Uh, to, to get the residency certificate, you have to go in person to the municipality. Okay. The next steps can be done online. The steps regarding the tax department can be done online. The only thing that I have to do in person is to go into the local municipality and get the residency certificate saying that I live at this address. Yes, yes. The rest after is optional. That, after that, I could ask you to do that for me. Exactly, yes. And that's something that you do already for the clients. If I understand yes, correctly. for some clients I do that. Well, others do that, do it themselves because sometimes they do everything on the same day. So they take a day to come here to take care of those bureaucracies so they can go to the municipality and usually the tax, tax department is right around the corner so they do everything on the same day. And generally the feedback that you've had from the clients, it's pretty simple. Um, there's always someone there that can speak to them in, their, in, 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 in English at least and it's, it's quite a pain-free process. Yes, it's quite simple because even if they don't speak English very well, they know the system and when they see the documents, they'll know what they, they are looking for. Wonderful. Okay. So that's not, that's not, I mean, I think that's just something really fantastic that people from anywhere in the world can, can get this done and it's not this, not this really complicated process. It's, uh... No, it's not. Okay. So that's for a, we've covered now, I think, a pension a person that's earning a pension that's retired here. Uh, is there anything else that I've missed? Or is that, do you think? Yes. Uh, this regime also has benefits for an, at least two other kinds of activities. So the biggest benefit is the pensions, but then there are other, other benefits. For example, uh, if you come and work in Portugal and you want to register for an activity here, not as a company, as an individual, you register for an activity. But if you, you will be planning on doing an activity that belongs to a list that the government has, by heart, I know it will include musicians, writers. They call it activities of added value. That's the Portuguese word. Profissões de valor acrescentado elevado. Somebody that breathes fire qualify. <laughs> Uh, well, we would have to look. I think show business also includes, it's included on that list. <laughs> we have to study each case, not just a belly dancer. the answer. A, like if <laughs> I want to become a belly dancer. If you can call it the art of show business, maybe. Okay. Maybe you can qualify. Moving on. If you register here under one of these activities, you will be taxed also at a fixed special rate of 20%. Here, I'll explain the same thing. So if I, if I live here and I, I register for any activity, I'll pay the tax, as I told you before, before uh, between 14.5 up to 48. If I'm a non-habitual resident and I register for one of these activities, over this income, I will be taxed at a fixed rate of 20%. So that's another benefit. Okay, I have to be performing that activity in Portugal, though. No, means ah. it, it, your income is located in Portugal. Imagine, uh, let's see, that you're a writer and you're doing, you're writing, a, uh, I don't know if this happens, it's just a crazy example. So imagine yes. you're writing a book for Spain. I don't know, someone in Spain ordered a book for you to write, in, but you're in Portugal, you write the book here, uh, but it's to a Spanish company, I don't know, a Spanish person you will be taxed over that income at 20% because you're doing that 
because you're located in Portugal while you do that activity. Well, that's, that brings me to uh, an interesting question here. What is the time period if I want to qualify for this NHR as a pensioner or as the, a, a special activity Mm-hmm. A, a belly dancer or a writer or okay i'm not gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna scrap the belly dancing maybe, idea. yes maybe it's better <laughs> as a writer how long do i have to be in portugal physically how long do i have to be in portugal according to the law you just have to have an address here and from the time you register you're becoming a resident but okay. for all purposes you should stay here at least six months and one day so okay. means you you mainly live in Portugal. You don't have to live here the full year, but you mainly live here. That's what the law okay. says. Okay, so I could be writer as long as accumulatively over six months and one day I'm in Portugal. After that, I could be two months somewhere, three months somewhere else, and it's not a problem. Yes. No, it's not a problem. Okay, no. what about people that own businesses? And have started yes, a company. that's the third advantage that I spoke about. So, if you come to Portugal and you invest through a company, you open a company to do your business, and you are the manager of the of the company, the salary that you re- receive while being the manager of the company will be also be taxed at that fixed rate of twenty percent. So it's another benefit. That twenty percent fixed rate again is for ten years, correct? Yes, all of these rates are valid for 10 years. So the 20% on the business owner, the salary yes, that they're earning? the salary, yes. The 20% exactly. for the artist or the writer on what they're earning, fixed yes. for, 10, for 10 years. Now, you actually help um, the clients that you spoke about previously from, from Belgium and Sweden and the UK. You help a lot of these clients with these processes, both the, the NHR for pensioners or for retirees and for people that have are earning income here so what do you do day to day practically to help uh, or to assist clients in getting all of this set up okay so mainly when i'm contacted by one of these clients i guide them through the process because the first step i have to let them know what they need to have in portugal so that they can apply for the residency certificate Uh, Let them know where they have to go, if they have to set an appointment in an hour to go to the municipality or they can go at any time. It will depend on the region they're from. And this is the main thing I need. Uh, Then after that... Sorry, so they come and they visit you at your office? Yes, or by email. Or by email or by phone and you talk them through this process the first steps of the process yes okay. so the first now, step is i guide them i would always recommend people come visit you in alfezerau what's alfezerau famous for <laughs> so no one should come to alfezerau without trying our special dessert which is pound lord alfezerau it's a Pound sponge cake de law. <laughs> Pound de law yes okay it's a you call it a sponge cake or something. It's very nice. It's just eggs, flour, and sugar, but everyone should try it. It's a very good dessert. Okay, so they can come eat some cake and then learn how to save money. Yes, exactly. They can do oh. both things. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, it's just <laughs> a fantastic op- option. Exactly. You should take it. All right. So, so your role is just in, in guiding people through the process. 
after the first step is done, usually I take the part of the tax department myself. So I'll, uh, if they are already registered with the Portuguese address, then we need the code, a special code to get online to the tax department. Then we need to make the request, wait for the reply from the tax department, get the official certificate, and after that start being taxed at the special rates. And then after all of this, after being living in Portugal and being taxed here, you have to submit your tax. That's also what I do for my clients. So our fiscal year runs from January to December and we have to submit the tax between April and June. Non-habitual residents are the equivalent to a Portuguese resident, so they have to declare their income in Portugal. In terms of people that are renting a property earning income of rentals, you help them with those things as well? Yes. Um, okay, so tell me a little bit about what you do and, and, and what people need to do uh, in order to, to do things correctly in terms of renting a property. Okay, so we're leaving the non-habitual resident behind. Okay, so they We're have income, they declare, yes. and that's it. So that things yes. don't get mixed up. Exactly. So if you, now forgetting that, and new example, if you have a property in Portugal that you rent, or that you, when I mean rent, because we have two rental regimes in Portugal, you can rent a property for long periods. And as we, and when we say long periods, usually it's more than 30 days, means that you're renting for someone to live there. In that case, there's a specific way of being taxed. And then there's the holiday rentals. You can also uh, rent a property just for holidays. Usually means periods shorter than 30 days. So we have two options. Either option, uh, as it's property income, property income has to be declared where the property is located. So even if it's a foreign uh, client that owns property in here, uh, imagine, let's take an example, a Belgium client that lives in Belgium and submits their tax there, but they own a property in Portugal that they rent for holidays, they also have to submit a tax in Portugal regarding their income. So that's what I do for them. Uh, you've traveled okay. all over. You've, you've traveled all over the world. You've been to quite a few places. Yes, I've been to a few places now. Yes, I like Where to Where have you travel. traveled before? Okay, so let's start. The furthest I've been, I don't say you say furthest. <laughs> the, the, the place that's far, most far away from here, Cuba. I, we've, I've been to Cuba. Wow, okay. Uh, still in the times of the other. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The other loved guy. It. Yes, the other guy. <laughs> I loved it. It was a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, then closer to here. I've been to Morocco. Mm -hmm. Very different, but I also mm -hmm. liked it. So these are the most strange places I've been. Then I've been to the regular places. England, Ireland, Spain, France, Italy, Switzerland, mm -hmm. Austria. Uh, now, Czech Republic, you say Republic Czech, been there mm -hmm. also. And you've no, never thought about places. living, you've never thought about living somewhere else? Uh, no. I like to go there on holiday, but I really like my place here by the ocean. <laughs> I wouldn't change it. What's your favorite place in Portugal to visit or to your favorite place to uh, go? Okay, one of my favorite places in Portugal is Costa Lentejana. Mm -hmm. So it's the beach is by Alentejo. It's one of my favorite place, places because there are several. Why? I don't know if you've been there. Uh, 
because it's very wild still you know you have beaches where no one goes uh, mm. they are not touristic places they are places that you need to know to go there very quiet very beautiful mm -hmm. uh, the nature is still hasn't changed and those are some of my favorite places yes okay I'm a, a person from let's say Sweden I've just arrived to Portugal I've got one day here I have only got time for one meal. What oh. meal do I eat? What Portuguese meal should I be eating? Codfish. Codfish? Bacalhau. Yes. But, but now there's 300, there's more than 300 different bacalhau dishes. Which one? I would say any, but some of my favorites are like bacalhau abras. Mm -hmm. It's with chips. Which has got the little, the little chips, the little um, yes, and chips the egg. inside it. Yes, and egg. Yes. And uh, I would say bacalhau azeite pipo. Well, I can say it doesn't oh, recipes. Azeite you know bacalhau. Yes. You no. Know that. What is that? No. So it's done with mashed potatoes and mayo, mm. mayonnaise. You say mayonnaise? I'm not sure. Yes. And yes. then goes to the oven and gets that crust. It's amazing. You should try it. Wow. Okay. It's just two examples. I could give you a whole list, but I don't think we need that. Okay, Sophia, you've answered a lot of questions, um, and I'm sure some of our listeners will be curious to, to be in touch with you. How can people find you? How can they follow your, the information that you put out? Um, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Okay, so I think the best way is through our site. Our site is www.portugal-accounting.com. There you have our email address, our phone number, and you can register for our newsletter. Maybe it will come in handy, but I think that's the best way of finding me. Perfect. Okay, so we'll put these, this information down in the show notes. Sophia, a question that we ask all of our guests, Portugal, the simple life, why? <laughs> I think Portugal is still, how do you say that? It's like a village, a big village. You know the feeling. You've been living here, so I think you know. This is not a big city crowded with people and lots of stress, no. I think we're still a quiet country. People are calm and they're usually in a good mood. Everyone will say good morning to you when they pass you in the street. So that's what I think. It feels like home. That's why I think it's the simple life. Beautiful. Okay, I really appreciate that and, and um, thank you for your time and I'm going to let you call it. Okay, so it's a wrap. Wonderful. Thank you, <laughs> Sophia. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you once again to Sophia and thank you to all of you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and we'll be back here again next week where I'll be joined by David Thomas, chairman and founder of Safe Communities Portugal. We will be discussing, amongst other things, Portugal's amazing response to the coronavirus pandemic. And as we say in Portugal, um abraço, te próxima. Welcome to the simple life.